car and I drove it into a big wall. If you don't like it, tough. I had my fun and that's all that matters. I can see up your trousers. And welcome to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Of course, that's Father Finton Stack, Brendan Grace, an absolute legend of a character. Dave? Yeah, sadly moved on at the age of 68 this morning now, Butler. Um, so yeah, that's my little nod. Little tip of the cap. Yeah, there you go. Yes, it's the uh, 11th of... July. It is July. And do you know what I haven't heard? I haven't heard July yet. Wait, do you want it? Monday. Not once have I heard it on any other radio station. It's but disgrace. And are we going to play it now? No. <laughs> if, 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 you to, if you were to waffle for a minute or two, I'd let you. But uh, no, at the moment, no. I panicked. Uh, great. Do you know what I seen last week? Rocky Horror Picture Show. I went into town to see it. Unbelievable. In the Grand Canal? In Borgosh, yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Cracking spot. Oh, it's a great place, isn't it? And I've heard people give out about it. That Did you don't have like. time drink ready and wait for you? No. Oh. I lived. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get in with the tights, and uh, yeah. you know. So you did the time warp, yeah? I did. Ah, oh, it's great. It was brilliant. And, and, and you only know in it. Yeah, you're probably one of your favourites, Duncan from Blue. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But he, was, that. he was brilliant. Now, no, Alexander Burke is coming to, in the Bodyguard. Bodyguard. That's it. I see. Cracking movie, Frank Farmer. When you go in there, then you see all the different things on. You go, yeah. oh god, I'd love to it's see a, everything. It's a, it's a great venue. It's huge. And as you say, you go in, you get a drink. Oh, do you want the same again for a half time? And then they give you a number. You go outside, and your round's just sitting there. It's great. Brilliant. Have your quick one straight back in again. Who, who have we got on the show today? Hold on, my earphones has gone my gig again. Uh, Rory Croak. Uh, in relation to the new Sky Sports new deal where it's massive money further and further more expensive and let's just say people are going to other means and necessary and, and it's for obvious reasons um, to be honest so he's going to be on he's had an article going on about and the price hasn't even been set yet so yeah. it's scary and that's for going to be for pretty much apart from the new Amazon package it's going to be for the Sky Sports and BT all in one you have no choice but to go to Sky kind of thing so they have you and of course they're fighting back in the stream and so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few months so Rory's going to be in to talk about that uh, anything else? Um, loads of movement loads of I didn't know Does that just yourself? Or? Uh, 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 <laughs> I, I'm, I'm quite regular <laughs> yeah. I'm quite regular so all's good in that sense but uh, no plenty of movement obviously in the transfer market loads coming up over the next over the weekend, obviously, it's it's hotting up for the golf. Second, the second of the three link swing is starting. I started today with the Scottish Open for obviously the big one next week in Royal Port Rush. Is it Royal Port Rush or just Port Rush? Mm. Port Rush. Yeah, okay. I don't do the Royal thing. <laughs> I don't know why I put on the regal accent for that. It's just Port Rush. So yeah, plenty going on, loads going uh, coming up over the next few days, and what's happened in the last day or two as well, and plenty of uh, transfer rumours in in for Irish uh, potential internationals and Irish current internationals. Loads happening over the last day or so. Brilliant, right? So we're and not obviously the Europa League uh, loads going on oh we'll, games we'll, on tonight and we'll keep everyone we'll, up to we'll date we'll yeah. song obviously Monday's not getting his two panicked tuppence uh, out of us so so we're going with Wild Youth uh, and this is Loose Control I ain't telling you lies when you look at me I don't know what That look in your eyes It takes me to a place that I can't follow And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM Sky has recently become the exclusive distributor of BT Sport and Premier Sport in Ireland Sky's new deal with BT Sport will give access to a vast range of sport, but at what cost? Rudy Croke is a sports journalist with the Irish Times and wrote an article uh, on the many dangers of this deal. Rudy joins us on the show tonight. Rudy, welcome to the big kickoff. How's it going? Nice, nice to meet you. For a lot of people who love their sport on TV, it had been well known that Air had been the official distributors of BT Sports uh, in Ireland. The broadband customers kind of received a free package deal. So what's changed, Rory? Yeah, so essentially um, up until now, since BT Sports came into the market, into the Premier League, 
market in 2016, and uh, around then Air picked up, and they became, as you say, the, the official distributors of um, of BT Sports uh, coverage in within Ireland. So essentially, um, if you were an Air Broadband customer, you got uh, the BT Sport pack free. So that was whatever 52, I think, Premier League games per season, all the Champions League, all the Europa League, um, and uh, Champions Cup rugby as well. On top of that. Um, and what has happened now is that Sky have come in and um, essentially uh, outbid Air for those to become the, the distributors in Ireland. So Air now no longer have that. So Air broadband customers will no longer receive BT Sports. Um, it's, uh, it's now Sky who will uh, who will distribute that as well as all of their own content as well. All right. So Sky have the monopoly now. Essentially, yeah. So, so pretty much like you know. So, what you can get now if you sign up to Sky, they're calling this Sports Extra. So, Sports Extra includes BT Sport and Premier Sport. So, um, if you sign up to Sport, if you so if you have Sky Sports already and you add on Sports Extra, you'll have um, every televised Premier League game. So that's two hundred thirty-three. You'll have every Champions League game, every Europa League match. Um, in terms of football, they have Syria, Eredivisie, Scottish uh, football, and then rugby is huge from as well. So you'll have Champions Cup, Challenge Cup, as well as Pro 14. You'll have all the golf. And, of course, 14 exclusive It's just I only have. What it is now, what, what's happened now, is that you will be able to get not all of the sports you want to watch because some of it is still on, on other channels but almost all of the sports you could possibly want to watch through uh, through one subscription and just what we're waiting on now which Sky haven't announced yet is uh, how much this is all going to cost What is the thoughts on what it may cost? Well I mean the thoughts I suppose so I mean when you look at what, what you can get um, under one subscription it's, it's unbelievable it's unprecedented and this, in, in like I say, just under one subscription, the sport market was also f- always fairly fragmented, especially in recent mm. years. It's kind of becoming more more uh, under one umbrella now, under the Sky umbrella. So uh, I was just doing a few a, a bit of maths uh, for for a piece I did the other day, and essentially I was working out that if it's last se- say last season, if you wanted, if you paid for. All of the stuff that you're now going to get on Sky subscription. So last season, if you paid for your Sky Sports subscription, and you also paid your Air Sports subscription, like if you weren't an Air Broadband customer. So, last, so what you can get from Sky now last year would have cost uh, 106.99 per month, which adds up to um, just under 1,300 euro per year. Going on that. I don't know how Sky are going to price this, but you'd, you'd imagine it'd be rough that ballpark. I don't know, maybe 100, maybe 90 euro a month. There might be a special offer if you get Sky Broadband or something as well. Um, but you'd be you'd be looking again. This is this is all guesstimates, but uh, I you'd be you'd certainly be looking at over a thousand euro a year, if not 1,200, if you wanted everything. Not to the words go there. <laughs> We're stunned and shocked. I suppose this is. There is a lot of streaming now, and, and are these prices, do you think, the cause of this streaming, or do you think people would have jumped on streaming anyhow? Um, yeah, the streaming thing is interesting. I actually did a piece on this a few weeks ago about um, how it's strange that, um, so obviously streaming has become huge in terms of, you know, series, films, documentaries, all of that, which are Netflix and Amazon Prime, all that sort of stuff. They still haven't quite broken into the into the sport market. So, just uh, as a quick example, last season. And you there, Rory? Hold on. Ah, Rory is gone. Sky have cut him off. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Are they talking about legal? Get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? We'll go. We'll. What we'll do is we'll take an ad and we'll get back to Rory. You're listening to Liffy Sound on 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff and Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. This is the award winning episode, this is. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one that's getting us that award. I reckon he was snipered. Do you know what? They probably thought we were going to start talking about illegal streaming, potentially advertising. It's like, right, cut it. Yeah. Cut it. Yeah, we're cause, done. Because Rory was talking about the, 
thumbs up. He was streaming. talking about legal streaming. Yeah, <laughs> we were, we were going down a different angle. We, we know nothing of this legal yeah. streaming. What but is anyhow. this? So Rory, we'll get back onto Rory. I'd say his phone has died, and we will get back onto. Um, him just to sure. talk about uh, football at home. Obviously, a good nil all draw. I know it's a home and the whole lot, but it's a good nil all draw. The away goals could count, obviously, significantly against FK Riga. Dundalk and FK Riga yesterday up in Oriel Park played quite well couple of cracking chances just narrowly over just narrowly wide a few times it would have been nice to go in with an advantage but Jesus Portel Shields did you see his clash of heads you could see it happening too you could and s- you I'd could- say he felt normal and they just went no mate you want to see your face yeah, <laughs> no I, it's happened to me on a couple of occasions yeah. and I remember one time going in for a challenge this was out in DCU we went in for a challenge and the two of us went full on and it was a 50-50 ball two of us clattered into the ball but at the very same time the heads face. Yeah. boom and you don't know where you are you yeah, don't know like where he, he so looked normal. He was talking normal, but I'd say it was. I'd say it wasn't even the fact that he's concussed. Right? I'd say it was the fact that his, he probably broke his cheekbone because you could see it was a golf ball immediately and he, a bit of blood out of the mouth. But God love him. Anyway, the rest of football today a super result away from home for Shamrock Rovers against Norway's FK Brand. Um, they Roberto Lopez with the two goals. Um, they went one 0 down. He equalised. Then they got a penalty literally a minute after uh, Roberto Lopez equalised. And then in the 90th minute, he got another one. Uh, read a couple of reports because they didn't get to see the game that very much two teams playing out of the back and Rovers had the slightly better play by all accounts for most of it and were quite impressive. So that was good going. And in the other two that are happening now as we speak, uh, Cork City with 15 minutes to go are two 0 down at home to FC Progress. Nita Corn and. Pats are at 1-0 down to IFK North Shopping who I think are Swedish so yeah they're up against it we'll wait and see Uh, other kind of localish teams around the British Isles and stuff like that Kilmarnock um, beat what are they called Connors Key a Welsh side 2-1 away from home Crusaders beat Fair Islands Torshavn 2-0 at home and then one or two just didn't quite go too well Ballymena United were beating 7-0 by Malmo but uh, yeah bit of a mixed bag for for the Irish yeah Great draw, though, for Rovers, isn't it? I mean, two, two goals away, away from home, home is, is, yeah. is brilliant. It, you know, it's the, it's the very stereotypical cliche saying of keep a clean sheet now and you're in. But it's advantage Rovers, without a shadow of a doubt. Get a great crowd in next week and uh, on to the next round. And a couple of the big boys start showing up. Like, I think Cork can play Rangers if they were managed to make it. That's it doesn't right, look yeah. like it now. But a couple of them, I think Wolves, somebody could be up against Wolves if they made it as well. One of the Irish or one of the... I'm not 100% certain. So we'll wait and see. Look, it is what it is. If we can get one or two into the next round, happy days. And a, a massive result today. Torino 18, Bormiese 1. <laughs> so these are obviously your pre-season friendlies. They had a, pre- a couple of pre-season friendlies around Dublin over the last couple of days. One being... Uh, yeah, Bowes and Chelsea. Chelsea, 1-0. Did you hear the Bowes fans at the end of the game? I did, You get yeah. sacked in the morning. <laughs> Brilliant. A trial of scores... And a 14-year-old made Evan his debut. Fixed. Now, I don't know much about him, but is this uh, a shop window? Let, let's show them that we have a bit of a starlet. And all of a sudden, he's going to go for a couple of hundred grand somewhere. I would not be surprised because there's no way, in my personal opinion, they're not putting on a 14-year-old to try and get him into their first team in the, in the league this year. No. I'd say it's very much like we've got Ireland's next big star. Do you want to... Let's advertise they're, will, they're willing to play him. He must be decent. Let's have a look at him. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if it was just pure shopping. Yeah, um, uh, but anyway, but that's it is taken nothing away from him. That because he good luck to him. Yeah, he did all right. But I'd now. say he that was Paul's right intention. In, fairness, yeah. in my opinion, that's just here's an interesting one. Former Irish under twenty one international Liam Kelly has signed for Feyenoord. Super. Yeah, he's gone from Reading. Yapstam. Is he a had huge... a, he had great form at Reading. Yeah, he scored a lot of good goals there. Like, uh, it's the first half of last year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stam said, Liam is technically a sophisticated player with a lot of potential, someone who fits well with the way we want to play football. So it's interesting. And they talked about, would you be interested in play, back, getting back into the Ireland setup or what have you? He said that more or less that he's, he was snubbed by Martin O'Neill. That Martin O'Neill, he couldn't turn up to one for family reasons <clears throat> and Martin O'Neill said he didn't turn up black marked or whatever black marked. listen that's a different story now with obviously making yeah. the, the lads will scare everyone but hopefully now this is a, a different light and, and going, going over there if, you, if, if Stam thinks he's technically gifted there must be something West there. Brom striker Louis Barry ex-Ireland under 16 international oh, let's not talk about him 
um, who played a game for England recently and it looks like he's pretty much he's gone. gone. He's, he's gone. He's yeah. gone. Um, he played against Brazil and by all accounts played very well. It brought, that's probably up, where it brought up the Declan Rice scare. Yeah, now this <laughs> isn't one of them blatant ones. Maybe it was a case of no one was interested him at the time. Yeah, I'll play for Ireland for a while, see what happens. But deep down, like there was no major controversy. But now he's gone and he's going to kick off his career with Barcelona's under-19s. But he signed a three-year contract everyone and, and, and their mother across Europe are after him not just Barcelona um, obviously domestically they were all after him so it'll be interesting to see what happens but at the same time if he, if he flourishes it's another one that we could have got our hands on yeah. you know but it is what it is and Callum Robinson apparently a bid has been accepted by Preston it uh, hasn't been um, uh, advertised who it is but the strong rumours are it's between Norwich and Sheffield United Mm. for Callum Robinson he's had a good season last year so I'll be interested to see him coming in but so they're the main Irish ones and as we said we need players in the Premiership we need 100%. players to get up there and play in the Premiership for us Newcastle United why aye man Steve Bruce gone from 20 to 1 to 6 to 4 on now yeah. to be the Newcastle manager I remember three days ago walking to work <laughs> and they were talking about Steve Bruce as 20 to 1 to be the manager I said that is a perfect fit he suits it down to the ground. He has been with clubs who have very He's little a money. Well. He's a local, although he did manage Sunderland. Oh, so true, true, that's true. a little bit of a black mark for him. But for Newcastle fans, this, this is going to kill them, isn't it? I mean, from the heavy heights of Rafael Benitez. You certainly know Rafael Benitez. There's dropped no down to a Steve it's Bruce. A massive, uh, and they're the only team in the Premiership at the moment who haven't bought a player. Correct, so, and they let go. Like Jose Perez went for thirty million. Perez gone for thirty million, and Longstaff looks like is it United? United are looking to put in. I think they want a twenty-five. Newcastle are looking for thirty-five, but there's been talks between them. So it looks like they're losing players. They've lost a world-class manager, and they haven't bought a player in. Them three things can only mean one thing. And, and Sam Allardyce was piping up on Talksport today, saying allegedly he was. Uh, offered it again he, he never goes back to a club I was like shut up yeah. what are you on for are you just advertising the fact that you're out there again is it just a soundboy but allegedly he says he was he was contacted about going back and it, it, it's possibly true mm. but mm. would you go to Newcastle at the moment absolutely if you're not. a manager who has some sort of credentials yeah. would you go to Newcastle or if you're you're going to be a manager who hasn't probably got a job uh, or is in the lower leagues and wants to step up like Rafa, boy, when you listen to when you read, say, Jared's book and a few of the Liverpool boys' books, like how much he's obsessed with the game, he's probably exactly what Newcastle need, that he will squeeze the life out of every last bit of a player or scour the market to try. Like, he'll put in the proper effort that's needed. But it's stereotypical. Like, new businesses, pay them pittance, but work the arse off them. And, but Rafa would do it. He's one of them. You know, a lot of the boys won't do it. And will Bruce have it in him? I don't know. I don't know if he'd have it in him. He's going to have to work his arse off and I've al- to keep them in. Yeah, and I've also forgot. 52% of their goals are gone from last year because Rondon <laughs> has gone back to He's West Brom as well. And so they are in big trouble. They'll have to pay probably 30 million minimum probably to try and get him in. Yeah. And will he want to go there now that Rafa's gone? It's, it's if you look at the teams that are coming up, so you have Sheffield United, you have Norwich. Who is the other team? Villa. No. Can you see one of those taking over Newcastle? I certainly can see Villa. You're a betting man, you'd keep an eye on Newcastle. Well, you're trying to get in on it now, potentially, on Newcastle. Uh, potentially to go down. The gaffer for Newcastle, Steve Bruce? Who? Steve Stark would just stop. He has an Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gary reckons Steve Stark <laughs> might get the job. But what is Steve Stark doing? I have no idea. Yeah, uh, who knows. But uh, yeah, it's a poison chalice. And as I said before, he must be looking for top money because that is, that's a club that a big money man would easily like to buy with that kind of 50-odd, 50 55,000 guaranteed. Mm. Decent-sized club, kind of well-known outside of Newcastle. You know, it's very much a local club, but it's, it's got great potential there and it hasn't happened. I've seen a, a big supporter side for Newcastle United. They asked, are you going, the question was, are you going to boycott the first game versus Arsenal? And 72% said yes. Interesting. Will 72% say yes? And uh, yeah. the other way around is, well, I could have are 28% in. of people yeah. happy? Yeah. See, this is the thing with this. Like, as much as, um, like, even going back to Rory there and the, the sport, we, we have to stand up at one point and say, no, enough's enough. And Newcastle do genuinely have to, even if it's just for one game, just, just 
to show how little, like what the Blackpool fans did. Blackpool fans, you know, it was a lot longer and a lot smaller, but they literally stopped going. Long time they were barely them, getting a thousand. Now, Oyston was dragging his heels in as much as he can, but it eventually happened. Now, obviously, I think the bigger the scale, the quicker it'll happen. So if they even went two or three games and they miss out on a couple of million on revenue, all of a sudden, Ashley's like, screw this. I'm not making money. I'm getting out of here. Enough's enough. Like, he's just, he struck gold by getting Rafa Benitez and keeping him consistently in the Premier League for the last couple of seasons. And the money that's been coming in from the Premier League is probably the, what he's been given to spend because it's certainly not coming out of uh, Ashley's pockets at this stage. So The only way to hurt Mike Ashley, and if you don't want to, he doesn't even want to be in the club now. I don't think so, yeah. So the only way to hurt him and, and get him to move on with this, and he's a businessman though, yeah. he will stick to his guns. Yeah. He won't let the club go until he gets what he believes yeah. he should get or whatever he's put into it and get that money back plus a little bit more. It's all business with him. He just wants to stay in the Premier League year in, year out, keep that money rolling in and use the brand of Newcastle. Agreement is a bit, yeah. yeah. Is a bit but, off the, uh, the only way is you don't go to the matches. You, you don't support it has the team. To be done and they're fanatics up there and they are. They're absolute nut jobs for their club and I'd say it's something that they could probably do for a game but I could see them going two or three again, even though that might be all it might take for them to say, right, let's let's get out of here. Let's, let's do it. Not on the cheap, but let's get out of here realistically. One problem to another, well, was a problem for West Ham. Marko Amoutovic, gone 25 to million? 25 minutes, gone to China. Had to happen, didn't it? Yeah, well, he wanted to go over there and it was a dream to win things out there. What was it? Some stupid comment he made last year. But, I'm surprised uh, Robbie Keane didn't go there. Ah, yeah, probably, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I, I said was going to do it. there. I'm glad I pulled the brakes there. <laughs> yeah, Mark Anatovic is a funny one because, uh, yeah, he's a very, very, very poor Zlatan, if you know what I mean. He seems to have that kind of attitude, but he just hasn't got the talent. Now, he's a decent player, but he's just not at that level. But he acts a bit like that. Yeah. And he, I think he sees himself. But listen, it'll suit him. Get out there, get your money out. He won't care. He'll be back within a year. I'd be shocked if he does that out there. Do you, do you think, though, but who would take a chance on him now? Coming back? Yeah. Oh, no. I know like, what people probably, always do, teams always do, but it won't be... Well, sure, there's rumours of Ravel Morrison getting uh, with Sheffield United now in the yeah. Premier League. It's, it's madness. So there's, uh, you can never say never that he won't be back in the Premier League, but I think it'd be a massive, massive risk to take him in. Yeah. Massive. Uh, you just talk for a second, because it's a great article. I forgot. I have it written down here, but at the same time, I'd love the detail on it. But it's about the top 10 under 23s in world football at the minute. Okay. We're going now, to that. It was now. with the Daily Mail. So Are you was, going into it? I was going to go into well I have them here but they have like their fees and how much they're potentially worth which is interesting I didn't take that down okay so if you want to watch I'll go on to this because <laughs> Stephen Kenny was talking seen him in up at Oriel Park last night and Stephen Kenny believes that if there had been better communication between underage managers and the senior management team both Jack Grealish and Declan Rice would be playing for Ireland interesting he says I know this is subjective and slightly controversial he says, if, if there was a better relationship at the time between under 15, 16, 17, 18 and 19 and senior managers, you would feel that both Grealish and Declan Rice would definitely be playing for Ireland because they would have been fast-tracked earlier into the first team. Jack Grealish played GAA for Warwickshire in England all the <laughs> way up. He did feel that sense of Irishness. So he says, to be fair with Mick McCarthy, he's in contact with myself, Tom Mahon, Colin O'Brien, Andy Reid, Paul O'Sam and Jason O'Donoghue on a constant basis. That should be a job requirement. Yeah. Uh, if your role as senior manager should be, you're over everything. Now, I'm not saying you need to dictate what the under-15 manager has to do, but you need to be watching them every now and then, linking up with them, asking them what's going on, what is the hell's going, who's looking good, keep me in the loop, you know, blah, blah, blah. I have a funny feeling. Early excuses they get when it's time for Shut up, dog. There's a dog talking on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. Sit down, good boy. But anyway, he basically, I would imagine him this time next year will be in constant contact with them all because he'll be looking at it as a long-term project going one or two of these are actually going to play for me. Yeah. Um, just like with the under-21s, I'd be shocked if there's not at least one player in his first squad that's been with him in the under-21s or yeah. Adam Eden and a few others potentially. But there's, I'd be shocked if there isn't. Um, and he'll definitely be more involved and he'll definitely embrace the U, U players. Like it, It's incredible some of the nonsense that when you look back and you hear some of the stuff with the lads like Jack was renowned for not giving two hoots yeah. uh, the brother-in-law was involved at underage at one point and he was never around he came in once because he, he was at a game I think it was the day before and he came in at half time and just went bananas at them yeah. and half of them were like yeah we, you're Jack Jarrett with who? I haven't seen you for, for a year like it just didn't go down at all and it didn't land I think Jack thought it was and shocked him into it but apparently it didn't land 
and I'm sure it's something similar with O'Neill, but he doesn't seem the most pleasant guy to talk to. I'd say he's like, this is, this should be a no-brainer. He's playing for your country. It's, you should just do it. I don't have to keep you happy or please you. I don't have to, I shouldn't have to do anything. I'd say it's very much, here we go, let's train, see us, let's win. Come on, I shouldn't have to motivate you. But yeah. nowadays, it, it, even in the 80s and 90s, you still have to motivate players. I don't care what anyone says. Do. Um, but I just think, I'd say the lads are poor at it. I'd say they're poor at it. They just, the spark doesn't just, it never seemed to be there with the two of them, I found. Real spark with there. Mick seems to have it. He seems to want to prove a point and he has a bit of it. Kenny's certainly going to have it. But Mick McCarthy, compared to to the two lads that even Trapatoni mm, mm. seems to have a love for the nation or something. Oh, so there's a bit of I'm really proud to be the Irish yeah. manager and grow what we have where Trapatoni it was it seemed to be just the job yeah Martin O'Neill Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane and gone. I, I won't say that they weren't proud no but what I'd say was they didn't show that Obviously, to the players because the players were disappointed with how the training sessions are gone, and now seemingly that was the same in Knott's Forest. So say maybe their passion, their passion yeah. for it has gone. I'd say without a shadow of a doubt, they wanted to win everything, or they wanted everything. You see the excitement after they beat Italy, and it was great to see. Yeah, but I'd say their relationship with the players, as you just said, I'd say that's what really is their ultimate downfall for yeah. both. I'd say it's not very. I'd say it's not great. And nowadays, I'm not saying they're more precious, but. By all accounts, you have to work a little bit harder on the psychological side of things with guys and just get into the head a little bit or just make them feel a bit more loved, a bit more wanted or whatever. Just give them that, like, you know, your Guardiolas and Klops and many others, they seem to want to have a small interest in them and kind of just give them that little bit. And you know yourself in your own job. You, whether you like your gaffer or not, if they give, just give you that little nod or that little bit extra of appreciation, you're buzzing for a while. Yeah. Even if it's for 10 minutes or an hour, you get that little happy days from a stupid comment that can bring you down yeah. to a, a little thumbs up that can bring you up all Simple of a sudden things. you're buzzing yeah. if you're told beforehand like what we were talking about the debate about strikers and stuff whether they should be taking penalties if Neville was in our head for four or five days you're my top you're banging in the goals left right and centre I want you to do it I fate in you you're, no one's as good as you yeah, all of a, yeah I, I actually do want to take one instead of uh, I, 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 it's not really for me all of a sudden yeah you're right you know fool them into it almost mm. um, but anyway There'll definitely be a strong connect between the underage setup and the senior, and it's already started. Like I remember at the under twenty one game, Kenny's first game against Luxembourg, Terry Connor was there, and he seemed to know them all. Yeah, he was best buddies with them all, high fiving the lads. And I presume there's a bit of inter uh, training with some of them. And there's very much, I say, if there's a hot eighteen, nineteen year old in the underage set, all of a sudden, I guarantee, if it's around the same time, send them up to us today. What is positive is that the under twenty one manager, who will yeah. soon be the senior manager is identifying that as in he's saying it out loud and letting people know that this is, what I, yeah, this is what I believe the situation should be. So if he's lucky enough to get a good start and continue on that way and the contract flows, that maybe that set up all the way through will flourish because of him. And of course, then we have the all the, t- the players that are coming through in the League of Ireland youth yeah. system, that's going to benefit all, the, obviously, international Irish youth setup, And hopefully we won't get as many people who are declaring from England who aren't yeah. really interested. 100%. And only the ones that are really interested who, who will go in. So maybe that can nullify that because hopefully that we're bringing those players on. Yeah, I know it's positive times. Now, we'll talk about young players because, Dave, you've been young man. Itching, itching to get on to yeah, this. Yeah, just looking at the it. World. Like, this is like the Daily Mail's version, like, so we can all change. And I thought, oh, there'll be heavily Premier League. And it's not too bad. Most of them are fairly obvious, but it's their kind of fees beside them. Obviously, some of these are made up, but are what they're genuine, or some of them have actually moved on, obviously, as you can see. But the top 20, you've obviously looked at a little bit of it now, but I think it's fairly obvious. The top 20 most valuable players under the age of 21, number one is obviously Mr. Killian Mbappe, and they have them around 234 million mm. wow they have Jaden Sancho at number two that, is this because it's form. an English paper just boosting an, an English player up or potentially is he in fairness he's, he, he was very impressive last year yeah very very impressive De Ligt is number three who's obviously uh, at Ajax at the moment and funny who, enough that price that they have 67 million there is in around the price that they're he's probably going to go for and still not on, uh, unsure where he's going to go Kai Havertz Fantastic on FIFA. <laughs> Bayer Leverkusen in Germany around 66.5 million. In fifth, Mr. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, top player, up and coming, this, that and the other. And obviously the fact that this is a list under 21, it's not too surprising. A little bit high for a defender, but it's a good. It's good to see defenders are up there. They're there about Joao Felix, who obviously went for 
I think 64.5 million is not 100 and something in, in euros so it should, he should be a bit no, higher but I'd say it's 80 or 90 million give or take but I don't, I don't get that one uh, at number six the goalkeeper is Gianluigi Donnarumma who's been playing for four or five years because he started at 16 interesting to say that there's rumours that people aren't happy with him in around Milan now I know he's only still a young man but people aren't happy and there's talk about Paris Saint-Germain looking at him to bring him in because they don't see that he's doing the things that but you have to have a team you can't build a team Is he the Freddie Adu of of goalkeeping? (laughs) No you're better than Freddie Adu (laughs) Next Uh, Christian Pulisic who has obviously moved to to Chelsea from Borussia Dortmund around 55 million and the Brazilian potential next Brazilian star Vinicius Jr. at Real Madrid around 54 and then left back Eder Militao who has been signed up with Real Madrid for 49 million. The others between ten, this is where the Daily Mail kind of go a bit English because um, Phil Foden is in it Declan Royce is in it and Ryan Sessegnon and Callum Hudson Adoy are in the between 11 to 20 so I think this is where they went uh, I'm not traipsing around looking at more leagues screw it I'll put in I'm a few sure English I'm sure there's probably a few Romanian yeah. Italians that can be Without thrown in there you know so. um, yeah. but again you wouldn't say any of them players that are there, even though they're English. Yeah, they are oh, good no, players. Top players, though. And uh, Adamola Luckman, he's another one who went over into uh, Germany on loan. Right. Uh, looks like it's going to happen potentially for twenty-two and a half million to Red Bull Leipzig. So the Germans are obviously jumping on it. Yeah, uh, they're jumping on the fact that the World Cup winners over the last two or three years of seventeens and under twenty World Cups and all that, they have some hot prospects, and it's the potential for a couple of them to really be the next superstar that they can sell on as well for 70 or 80 million but get them for the couple of years it's good business and it's clever um, but I presume if a Liverpool say came in for Luckman say obviously there wasn't that connect between Liverpool and Everton would they have to pay 40 Yeah, but Red Bull only have to pay 22 and a half I wonder would the prices be a hell of a lot more inflated Maybe that's because I've often wondered why do some of these not get get picked. But you know, it's it's a crazy game. I was looking at the list of they also did a list of the players who are playing for Liverpool tonight in the preseason game, and they're all starting to hit twenty two and twenty three now. Yeah. You're Ryan Kent and a few others. And it's like they need to move on. It's time to go. There's no way you're going. To, you're getting ahead. <clears throat> excuse me. You're getting in ahead of the the other. So. It's a bit sad that there's so many players coming through. You're Ryan Wilson as well, like at Derby. He's 22 now and played very Harry Wilson. But there is a place for those players. They 100%. need to find their place and then build themselves. 100%. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Right, listen, we're going to take a break and we'll be back after this. Tune to Lippy Sound 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff and Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Rory, we have you back. There you are, go on, you must have got hungry or something, that's fine. Listen, we were talking about uh, streaming, but there's also a problem with illegal streaming. Do you think people have jumped onto that bandwagon as well because of the price? Um, yeah, I think this is, uh, it's, that's been, it's been around for a few years now, illegal streaming, and it's only kind of in the last uh, recent kind of past that um, the Premier League have really started to crack down on it. Um, and uh, I think there was there was three three people jailed I think in the UK a few months ago um, for hosting uh, legal streams. So they they really have uh, kind of cracked down on it. I, I mean, it's still a way. Like there is, it still is a fact that you know you can watch as much sport as you want for free if you're prepared to you know try six different streams and go through a lot of ads and it might cut off after five minutes or whatever you know. Yeah. Um. So there is. There is that, which definitely, definitely is a, definitely is a factor. But um, I think for the moment, it's hard to see. Uh, it might, it might not. The the bull might not last much longer. But for the moment, anyway, it does seem that um, you know, the traditional kind of uh, broadcasters are still, are still the kings when it comes to sport. What kind of figures are Sky making? Or how much is it costing them? Uh, why is this so profitable for Sky? Well, see, here, here's the thing, and from looking into it, the thing is, it's not the, the actual broadcasting of the sport is not massively profitable for these companies. So, for instance, like Sky, Sky are very uh, reluctant to uh, release their figures and um, their viewing figures, but. Generally, their Premier League view figures kind of range between about 500,000 for, for smaller games and about 2 million. And that's pretty small in the scheme of things, like for, in comparison uh, the 
the, just as a, a recent comparison, the Women's World Cup semi-final between England and USA, uh, which was broadcast free to air on the BBC in the UK, that attracted 11.6 million uh, viewers. So in comparison to terrestrial telly, their, um, their viewing figures are, are very, very small. But what they do is, so Sky make huge money in, in other parts of the company, you know, um, uh, with their with drama series and, and and stuff like that, so that can kind of tie them over sports wise. But what what sports do and what these companies, a lot of these companies do is they can use um, sports rights essentially as a as an incentive to get customers on board that mm. they can then sell their broadband to. Um, from talking to a few people, this is kind of kind of the, the the operation for a lot of them. So broadband. As we know, is like water now. Is in everyone. Everyone has it. Everyone has to have it. So by by Sky having say Premier League rights, having whatever, you know, they get customers on board, and then they can uh, they can get them to sign up to broadband via special offers or whatever. So the actual broadcasting of the sport isn't massively profitable. For, for these companies, it's kind of down other avenues that they uh, that they make their money. Okay, so. Two million probably max for a big game in the Premier League, and eleven million for a World Cup final, maybe even semi-finals. So what that tells me is there's an appetite to hear or to watch football matches by the yeah. general public, but they're being stopped watching it by probably high fees from yeah. the likes of Sky Sports. So is there a problem down the line with this? Yeah, well, this is this is the thing. So there does seem to be a bit of a a bit more awareness now of um, or a bit more of a movement towards sports possibly returning to terrestrial telly because places are, um, sports organisations and governing bodies and stuff are looking and are kind of they have to make a decision essentially between going with the Sky model or the, or the, bro- the pay-per-view broadcast model of which brings in a lot of short-term revenue like the, the money that brings in immediately is huge and that's obviously the divided between the clubs and that's great for clubs, but if you're not actually getting the exposure and if, and if enough people aren't actually watching you, well, then long-term down the line, that's going to create problems. So even even in in, the, in recently, um, BT Sports have given up the rights uh, from, I think it's from 2021. They've, uh, from the year 2021, they've given up the rights to the FA Cup, the rights that they had, mm. So and those rights are going now to ITV. So from 2021 the FA Cup will be broadcast exclusively in, in the UK, exclusively on BBC and ITV, so it means it'll be purely on terrestrial TV. Because, I mean, when you look at the figures, it, like just viewing figures, like the, the the contrast is absolutely stark. So I think it, it's a, it's this balancing act of, you know, like I say, short-term revenue and long-term exposure. But there is there does seem to be somewhat of a move back towards uh, sporting organisations looking more towards you know the, the 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 exposure that terrestrial TV gives them further down the line. Yeah, I'm involved in youth football, mm-hmm. so underage football. I would say that, and we know for definite that youth sports, whether it's rugby, Gaelic football, mm-hmm. or I hate calling it soccer, it's football, but all those sports numbers are down on people yeah. participating especially over a certain age which is 13 14 15 yeah. is the lack of exposure the lack of maybe role models the lack of lack of someone to excite them and want them to spark off you know keep that sport going is that a problem as well is it a knock on effect yeah like i'd i'd imagine it's it's impossible to say for certain these things like there's there's i suppose lots of reasons um, for for lack of uh, for lack of participation, but a lot of people do draw the line between yeah, just um, you know that um, that if they, I mean, from speaking to some people, you know, there there is a, a thought that you know, if more top level sport returns to terrestrial telly and can be watched mm-hmm. by everyone and can be watched by children, down the line, that has a hugely beneficial effect on on the health of the country, you know. Um, because people are more active, people are participating more. They're, in the UK, there's been there has been uh, kind of figures to back it up. Even since um, the BBC, I think it was either last season or the season before, started broadcasting highlights, and I think one live game a week from the women's Super League. Yeah. And um, there's been a, a quite a, an increase in in girls and women playing football in the UK since. And obviously, you'd expect that to increase even more now after the Women's World Cup. <clears throat> so that's a 
that's a thing as well. Um, you know, which which would be hugely beneficial and which can be seen across across all sports if um yeah, just especially if, if more people can see it, you know. Yeah, because it's interesting that you were saying about the potential of a bit of a better balancing act between terrestrial and satellite TV, especially with the Cricket World Cup now. There was a promise made a week ago that if England were to make the final, it'll be free to air Mm -hmm. because of the fact that I think one of their biggest games in the group barely got a couple of hundred thousand. So it'll be interesting to see, will it be a bit similar to that now, a bit of a balancing act now over the next few years to come? Yeah, well, um, cricket's a really interesting one, like, from from that point of view, and we're mm. seeing it at the moment with the World Cup, and of course England did get to the final day when we beat Australia. Mm. I mean, uh, just from from looking at this, like back in just as a quick example, back in two thousand five, the two thousand five Ashes, yeah, which was uh, one of the one of the great kind of series. And um, the the viewing figures for that on Channel Four peaked at I think it was about eight and a half million, and it was this huge kind of wave of you know, a desire for people to watch cricket, yeah. play cricket. Cricket was on an absolute high. And it was the following year then the, the English Cricket Board sold um, all of the broadcast rights to, to Sky. Sky have held them all since, and there hasn't been a test match on terrestrial telly in the UK since. And so that was eight and a half million for, for the Ashes. And the viewing figures for this World Cup, which is which is being played in the UK, mm. are barely reaching 500,000. And participation numbers for cricket are seriously struggling in the UK so cricket is always the one that people kind of point at as the most like the most obvious idea of like you know a fucking body that sold its soul if you know what I mean yeah what what do you think is the likely outcome of it all do you think that there's going to be some sort of leeway to having a percentage back on terrestrial TV um yeah, I think so. It's it's hard to say, but I do think so. Like, and I suppose the FA Cup is maybe the first step towards that. The Cricket World Cup has brought up the awareness more now as well, and the Women's World Cup. Those figures from the Women's World Cup, you know, people seem to be becoming more more aware of it. Um, what's going to be really interesting to see is when Sky uh, announced their pricing of their new uh, their new uh, packages. Just how many people are are going to take it up because. It could be a thing, you know, that people say, you know, this is this is going too far, and if the take up is really, really poor, well, you know, that that's going to cause a, a that will very likely cause a, a shift. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, whoever's paying for the to watch the football is in charge. If people don't pay, then players don't get paid the yeah. astronomical number that they're they're getting. So yeah. it really is down to the general public to define. Not, not the companies on how much these things cost. If you don't want it, don't pay for it. Yeah, exactly. That's it, and um, that's it. It is kind of a, a customer-driven thing as to as to how this will uh, how this will pan out. Like, and if people just uh, just don't sign up or don't pay, well, then things might uh, might start to change. And like I say, we're possibly starting to see that now. So and it could be you know could become more of a movement in, in the next couple of years yeah now listen I know you're you're stuck for time now a little bit so I'll just quickly I'll quickly ask you about Manchester United I know you're a Manchester United fan you're uh, with me there we've, we've had some few years talk to me about Paul Pogba the Paul Pogba situation what's your take on the whole thing um, yeah well I think it's I think it's a bit unfortunate I think um I think Pogba had or has the potential to be a, a great player for United if he was surrounded by other <laughs> great players. Um, and I think he's, he's not at the moment. Um, and I think uh, that kind of leaves a lot of spotlight, a lot of pressure on him. Um, and I think it's kind of got to a stage now, appears to me it's got to a stage now where that kind of bad feeling um, has maybe just gone a little too far and it's hard to say that, you know, United was better off without a player of Pogba's quality, but in the long term, possibly would be and it does kind of seem like it's it's uh, it's moving towards that. You know, he's he's kind of spoken, he's said pretty much that he, that he wants to go and I always think, you know, if a player doesn't want to be there, that's having him 
has to be having a bad attitude on the rest of the dressing room. So, you know, maybe better off if he uh, if he moves on. But the thing is, very good chance he'll move on to somewhere else and be absolutely brilliant. You know. Yeah, that's the that's the killer. He's not inspired there, you know. No, what's around him? Do you think? Because it's something that I've said before. Do you think that he's been played out of position and? Maybe this has been his downfall that Mourinho, who has had him, has played him as a central midfielder. Mm-hmm. He's not a central midfielder. He's not mm-hmm. a box-to-box central midfielder. He's an attacking player. In my opinion, he's an attacking yeah. player who should be working off a striker. And he probably needs to have two people sitting in behind and, and let him have that freedom to, yeah. I suppose, attack and uh, explore do you think that maybe that's his downfall and people have been looking at him playing out position and getting frustrated, but it's not really his fault? Yeah, I, I, think, there's, I think there's a lot of that. Yeah, I think certainly played out of position by Mourinho. Um, I think Mourinho maybe just felt that he didn't have kind of two good enough players to, to sit behind Pogba and just give Pogba a free role. Mourinho's never really been that kind of manager, I suppose, who just gives someone that kind of free role, which is the sort of thing Pogba needs, you know, the sort of like go out and do what you want type of thing because you know when you've got someone that good that's generally how they operate he doesn't seem to me to be the type of player who operates in a very kind of strict regimented system which Mourinho's uh, systems are and I mean we did see you know initially when Solskjaer came in and, and it was all so great and winning every game Pogba was very very good you know and he did have a burst yeah. of form there for a while and he was given that bit more freedom um, yeah, so I think there's, there's, I don't think there's any doubt in his potential or doubt in his talent. Uh, I just think he needs to be given that sort of free role, like you say, advanced kind of free role in a in a quality team with players good enough behind them that gives them the freedom not to have to, you know, defend. Essentially, a couple of quick fire ones: new yeah. signings, Wambasaka and Daniel James. What do you make of those? Um, yeah, I think I think. Long term, I think I, I like the way United are going in terms of. I, I don't think there's any more big name signings needed. I think the last thing that dressing room needs is a another big ego or a, yeah. or a big attitude. So I think two kind of young lads who are going to come in, work hard, um, is yeah, is a good one for the for the future because this is going to fact the matter is United are in a situation now that this is going to take quite a while to work out. Yeah, it's kind of. At the moment for United, it's kind of shit or get off the pop because if they don't have a good season, they could easily start dropping into mid-table sort of normality. So the players that they have been looking at or supposedly looking at, the likes of Mario Lamina, Savage from Lazio, Harry Maguire, are, are these the type of players? Are these players good enough to push them on to, into the top four? Um, yeah, well, I think... I suppose the 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 one I kind of that is stand out to me, or the, the one I think they need the most anyway, is a quality centre half. I think United have needed for a good few years now. I think Lindelof can fill that role, but I think he needs a he needs a good enough a, another good player beside him, which I don't really think the rest of them are necessarily good enough to be that, those sort of Man United players. I think Harry Maguire certainly could be. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. He kind of, he kind of seems to be feeling that he's a bit more leaning towards City a little bit more. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think someone of that kind of big presence who will put his head on absolutely anything, sort of, you know, that sort of centre half is would go well beside Lindelof, who I think has has kind of the potential to be a, a bit more of maybe a, a ball playing centre half, you know, and they kind of work work well together. I think that's the position you know really really need to reinforce in more so than any other at the moment there was a few rumbles this week um, will you see in Pogba and Lingard supposedly having a row according to the media yeah. you've seen I suppose the players were supposedly giving out about the training camp that Solskjaer had there's too much fitness yeah. is all this just media storing up some sort of story uh, yeah, the media do like to do that, but um, you surely yeah, don't but, do that, Rory, do you? <laughs> I don't. I don't do that. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, it is. Um, yeah, I mean, Jesus, like I, I saw that video thing, and thinking, like, how anyone's managed to pull a story out of that is it's beyond me. I mean, like, it's, it's a it's a side clip of a couple of lads, you know, walk, literally just walking along the street. Like, what what is there to be gained from it? But I suppose then that's the thing, just. 
you know, people seem to need constant news and constant updates these days. Look, I don't think the, 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 the spirit is obviously low. The feeling is not great around the camp, obviously, because the way last season ended. Solskjaer has got a massive job in his hands. I don't know if he's... I Personally, I don't quite know if he's going to be up to it um, or if he's going to be given the time to do it. Um, yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> just purely from putting my supporters hat on, I, I, I don't feel very confident at all uh, going into this new season and, I, and I, to be totally honest I wouldn't feel massively confident that um, that Solskjaer will be there say even this time next year or even earlier OK well there's full of positivity you have my season cracking <laughs> I love that yeah. <laughs> uh, I might have a little bit more positivity it all depends on the next couple of players that they get in so yeah. that's hugely important listen Rory it's been a pleasure have a look out for Rory in the Irish Times some of his articles are absolutely brilliant some of them are just okay just like everyone else <laughs> I can't blow too much smoke up there but listen uh, you know, some great articles so we'll keep an eye on you listen Rory we might get you back on again and we'll be talking again will do listen Thank thanks very you. much talk to you Rory bye 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 Take it easy. Yeah, Rory Croke from yeah, the Positive Times. <laughs> so even the, even the United fans in the press are, yeah. are not. Ah, look, I've been there. But yeah. as I said, I've said it many a time, I've been there. Just 20 years behind. You know, that's what it is. It sounds very like us, very like Liverpool fans in the mid to late 90s. And it's kind of maybe, what if? Hmm. You know, oh, I think he's a great player. Is he? There's a great Paddy Perrot did it. You know, he they have to go, they have to go, he has to go. And now it looks like they're staying. Ah, Matt and Young are not bad. And you're like, it's just the way he's flipping. And it's basically, he might as well have just put on a Liverpool top and said the same thing. Just 20 years. It's, it's funny because it's true. We, we just don't know. We just have to wait and see and hope for the best. And, it, and listen, the one thing that's whether it's going to be 20 years or two years, it's going to click again. It's yeah. the way it is. The United have always been around. They'll always be back. It's just when it's going to happen is a different story. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be too soon. Do we have the results? Did we get the results? For yes, both games? of them have been defeated. Two 0 Cork are two 0 down. Or two uh, lost two 0 to Progress Needlecorn, and Pats have lost two nothing to IFK North Shopping. So mm, yeah, Rovers have had a good day at the office. Two two away to SK Brand, and unfortunately two home two two 0 home defeats. Uh, Accrington Stanley, who are they? Exactly, have just beaten Marseille two one in a preseason friendly. Oh, Jesus, there you go. And Florian Tovan, who would be well fancy to be uh, 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 bought by a few players and a few clubs, he scored a winner. So they must have had one or two half decent players playing for Marseille. And the champions elect for next year, Liverpool won six <laughs> nil in their in their yearly friendly against yeah Tranmere. Yeah, uh, couple uh, the youngsters. Nathaniel Klein actually, who was back, got the first one. Ryan Brewster with the second and third, and Curtis Jones. He's kind of like the one that might have a chance of breaking in. He seems to have a bit about him. And uh, Divock Origi and then Paul Glatzel. He's one of the young, there was two under-18s who got nearly 60 goals between them. He's one of the two who played tonight. Rory just touched on, and actually you, you mentioned it, the cricket. The Cricket World Cup. It's like we just Six weeks long. Was on. I, was, I wanted to do a running joke and I kept forgetting that just to let you know the World Cup is still on because it's been going on and on and on and on. And England were in a spot of bother. They had to win their last two, which they did. And then they absolutely bashed the Aussies now, today. Can I just say, I was listening to the, the English cricket, mm. the media talking about English yeah. cricket. And even when they had to win their last two games... They were like, no, we're we're Wendy's, we're Wendy's, and I think they had to be New Zealand and India, India. Yeah. to to win. Yeah, and they were so confident, but yet you could hear that slight little bit of doubt. Of course, but um, and it was like the, the it was like the the football of old days when they were so confident. But in fairness to them. They've done a cracking job. They were the favourites before it went in, and they were ranked number one. And they're seriously, seriously good side. They're kind of a they're the forefront of the new modern game where they just bash it around the place. Mm. Mid mid three hundred, three fifty, even touching four hundred from time to time. When if you got to three hundred ten years ago, you were like that, that's a win. Yeah. Now it's like that's the norm. You need to be getting three fifty to kind of be almost comfortable. Um, but they bet them by eight wickets today. They managed to whittle them down to just two two hundred twenty two, and then they blitzed them. And I wouldn't mind Coral Sports this morning had England at six to four to win. Well, uh, favourites anyhow to win win the game. Sorry yeah. to win the game. But if they lost the toss. Australia would automatically go straight to being the favourites because right. they reckoned it was that significant if you won the toss you went to bat that you would win the game to bat first 
And of course, it didn't happen. It didn't happen in Australia. So yeah. it shows you that there's a bit of steel with yeah. the English team. Now. So, yeah, I don't know exactly how it's going to work on Sunday. I didn't look too much into it. There's rumours that they're going to do a deal with Channel 4 because Channel 4 are showing highlights so that it will be live on Sky and Channel 4 at the World same Cup time. Final, but to, they did say it was going to be free to air. I think it kind of... Uh, there was a bit of momentum over the last few weeks going listen there's a great chance England are going to make it we'll do it so it is what it is they've been superb uh, Irishman cap- uh, Captain Morgan <laughs> Irishman Owen Morgan is the captain he sings God Save the Queen and all I do I do I know it doesn't bother me at all whatever um, I like a lot of Irish guys do end up playing for England and I get it why I get why because it's the only chance they can play first cra- first class cricket yep. Ed Joyce Spoyd Rankin they've all given it a go so good luck to him and he's been superb and he, he bashed it around the park today but Jason Roy back being fit is a massive one he he goes out at the front with Johnny Bairstow and he is serious I think he got 77 today but he bashed it around he done three sixes in a row so it'll be very interesting to see what happens at the weekend um, they're the favourites they're great to watch yeah New Zealand playing the Black Caps in the final there you go there's some cricket news yeah, me know a little bit Gareth Bale I just want to say Gareth Bale because we talked about this off did we talk about it off? Uh, very briefly. Very briefly, briefly off air. But we were just talking about wages in, in football and Gareth Bale, who was on yeah. allegedly £600,000, got booed going into the training ground for their pre-season, for the first training session pre-season by, the, by fans outside the ground. It's probably that inverted commas comment, I'll play golf for the three years. Probably, but I think... Whether one, he said it or not. One of the fans turned around and was shouting, Bale, disrespectful. Yeah. So th- th- he hasn't helped himself from that no. at all. But seemingly a bid from China has come in to double it to 1.2 million a week. <laughs> now, <sighs> personally, if I was getting 600,000 and I had to go to China for 1.2 million, I don't think I'd go. It's too much of a cultural change for mm. me. And it probably is for a lot of people. But the money, if you want phenomenal. money, it's serious. Phenomenal. Absolutely serious. It would turn anyone's head and make you think about it. Give it 15 seconds or so. What do you think would happen with Gareth Bale? It's the beginning and the end. I don't care. Finished. It really is. He's pretty much finished with Real Madrid. And if he gets to the Premier League, I, I can't see him surviving. I don't think he has the body for it. He picks up too many injuries and it's nothing against him. I just don't think he can do it. On a cold night in Stoke in November, I just don't, and it's nothing to do with it. I just don't think he has it. I think he's quite happy to stay out there. He must like the nice life, nice life the warm life. Does he want to come back? I don't know. Um, and if, the quote, if that quote is true, good luck. You can write out there for all I care. Yeah. I don't think anyone wants that you know, type of player and in the club. If it's true, because but we are hearing a lot of there is a lot of stuff going around about different players. Could be a top top lad who's a nice guy. You just don't know, and that's the thing you don't know. But yeah, Antoine Griezmann. What's going on? Neymar. Going on? Uh, who's the other person? There's another player. Oh, your man Nicham from. Isn't that how he's played? Oh, I'd be sure to say Yeah, for Celtic. Yeah. All these players who have contracts with clubs. First two, anyhow, Griezmann, Neymar, not turned up for pre-season training. Cl- Chelsea, Chelsea refused to go today. Refused to go today to go Pre- to Should there be some sort of sanctions? Should be See, Costa started all this. Yeah. They're on so much money, they can afford to pay a, a million quid fine. Honestly, it's mad. As, now, realistically, they can't, because if they want to make that money last for the rest of their life, they can't afford that million. You know, you need to kind of pocket it all and bury it. If you want to live the high life for the rest of your life, you know, you need to keep it. It's, it's man. But speaking of football and Japan are very noble people and very kind of, they age well. Yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, seen this. 41 years of age, has joined the J2 side Yokohama FC, where his partner Kazumura, who's been around since God knows when, 52 and still, still going strong he's played twice this season already so at some point if they're on the field the strike partnership average or sorry combined total age could be 93 that is unbelievable 46 and a half average age we got some <laughs> sushi on the way home there's hope for us still <laughs> it's mad and just a very very quick one the Irish Rugby 7th Olympic qualifying tournaments on this weekend for both the men and women the men are obviously up against Spain Ukraine and Russia you have to win the tournament they're the second seeds you have to win the tournament to get automatic qualification second and third go into what they call the repechage, which is basically just another tournament next, so, next year before the thing um, they've been doing very well in the main series they've qualified for it for next year 
year they've got a strong chance so hopefully them and the women can make it into the Olympics for next year, for next year in Tokyo and of course for all you TV sports people out there the Super 8s kick off on Saturday with Ross Common and Tyrone going head to head Dr. and speaking Patrick. of sports people yeah. in TV the lineup has been released for Celebrity MasterChef we've got four people in the Spartan Go game on, tell us so we've got Kelly Maloney who used to be Frank Maloney the boxing promoter <laughs> Yes. Greg Rutherford, the ginger uh, uh, long jumper yeah. who will literally do anything lately. Yeah. Goes to show you how much money the athletes make, which yeah. is feck all. Dillian White. The boxer? Yeah. Just stop. And the legend that is Neil Razor Ruddock. <laughs> <laughs> Can you only imagine? I, anytime I see Ruddock, I see you. There's, n- there's not much difference, is there? There's fucking plenty of difference. I'll see you next week. Go on, yeah, go on, cut me off.